The way of the cross, my dear friends, has been contemplated by Christians for centuries. This devotion arose first among the Christians in Jerusalem. As we learn from St. Jerome, the early Christians would visit in crowds those spots which were sanctified by the sufferings of our Redeemer. Tradition tells us that Our Lady was the one who first began this custom, as she often followed the steps of her son and relived his passion. Let us now follow our sorrowful mother and the early Christians in the carrying of the cross. It begins with Pilate condemning his innocent prisoner to death. St. Alphonsus describes it this way. Pilate delivers the innocent lamb into the hands of wolves to do with him what they will. In order that the people would recognize Christ, the Roman soldiers remove his mock robe that our Savior was made to wear and replace it with our Lord's own garments. They then bring him the cross, which according to Cornelius Alapid, is 15 feet high and eight feet across. The soldiers lay this mass of wood on our blessed Savior's bleeding shoulders. And our Lord, weakened by a sleepless, torturous night, by hunger and thirst, by four different trials, by the scourging and crowning of thorns, and above all, crushed by the weight of sin. Despite all this, Jesus Christ lovingly embraced his cross. With his bruised and bleeding body, he lifts this heavy instrument of death and resolutely begins his last journey through the streets of Jerusalem. St. Alphonsus continues with his description. See him moving along with his flesh all torn, carrying a crown of thorns on his head and a heavy cross on his shoulders, surrounded by enemies who load him with insults. He continues, his sacred body is all mangled so that at every step the pain of his wounds is renewed. Our Lord, thus weakened and struggling under his burden, falls many times. And each time the heavy cross falls on top of our Savior, it strikes his bruised and torn body and hits the crown of thorns driving these little blades deeper into his most sacred head. St. Alphonsus writes, the cross torments him before he is fastened to it, for it presses his wounded shoulders and cruelly beats into his head the thorns of that barbarous crown. As Jesus lies there under his cross upon the ground, the merciless soldiers shout at our Savior and beat him with whips to urge him onward. They whip him as they would an ox or a mule, and thus 
new wounds are inflicted, while others are reopened. Our Lord's strength is failing from the tremendous loss of blood and all of his wounds. But he does not stay down. He does not give up. He has one thing in his mind, the precious souls of men. He thinks of us. He thinks of you. And he thinks of me. And he again rises from the ground, places the cross upon his shoulders, and continues his sorrowful journey. Amidst his struggles, he meets his mother. Upon seeing his holy mother full of tears and such anguish of heart, the sacred heart of our Savior is plunged into a new sea of sadness. And in turn, the loving heart of that virgin mother of God is pierced with another sword of sorrow as she sees the tears of her son mingle with the blood on his face. Mary looks at her child, and she hardly recognizes him. So disfigured is he by his wounds and blood. She meets his eyes, and both their hearts feel each other's sufferings. But so quickly, this moment of comfort and sorrow is over. The son continues his journey to Calvary to be crucified, and the mother follows to be crucified in her heart beside her son. Despite her pain, Mary lovingly and resolutely embraces her cross as Jesus embraces his. Our Lord pushes on a little further, but the soldiers realize that he cannot go on without help. They refuse to help him themselves, though, and so they pull a man from the crowd, Simon of Cyrene, and they order this stranger to carry the cross of our Lord. But Simon refuses. We may wonder how Simon of Cyrene could have refused to help Jesus, seeing him in such a pitiable state. But, my dear friends, do we sometimes act the same way as Simon? Are the crosses our Lord lovingly offers us forced upon us, or do we willingly accept them with love? Crosses come in many forms, such as sickness and physical ailments, strife within our family, the death of a loved one, or even overcoming temptation and sin. Do we embrace these crosses as our Lord and his mother embrace theirs? And yet the way of the cross continues. With threats, the soldiers force Simon to aid our Lord. And so with his help, 
our suffering Savior advances along the dusty roads of Jerusalem. Exhausted as he is, our Lord is covered with blood as he struggles under his cross. But there is a woman on the roadside named Veronica. She is filled with compassion at the sight of Jesus, wounded and bleeding. Unlike Simon, she thinks of what she can do for him. Taking her veil, she approaches our Savior, fearless of the soldiers around him, and she wipes the precious blood which covers our Savior's face. She did the best she could with this act of bravery and compassion, and our Lord treasures her kindness, and he is determined to reward her. He leaves on that cloth that she wiped his face with a miraculous image of his holy countenance. Even amidst his passion, our Lord keeps his promise of returning a hundredfold for every act of virtue we do for him. What a precious treasure St. Veronica received in return for her small act of charity. The soldiers drive Christ on, and our Savior soon falls under the burden of the cross, under the weight of our sins. This time he receives compassion from the holy women who are weeping at seeing him, an innocent man, subjected to the cruelest torments. Jesus continues on, falling again, but for love of us, he perseveres. Through his firm resolution, our Lord finally reaches the place of his execution, the place of his sacrifice for us. And now he looks to us to do the same. Our Lord once said, my dear friends, if any man will follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We each have a cross to bear here in this life. We have our sorrows, our duties, and our temptations. We can choose to bear them well and carry our cross, or we can stumble and fall, turning away and rejecting our God. The choice is always ours. Weakness is not an excuse because the grace of God is always available to us. It is always there, and it will always bear us through any temptation, any sorrow, any cross. Just look at what Jesus did for you. See him so exalt, exhausted, stumbling along under the cross, but he loves you and he firmly resolves to persevere for you.
if we are to be true Catholics, if we are to make a return for this immense love of God, we must bear our cross for Christ and after him. Let us then look upon the cross as our Lord looked upon it. Let us look upon it with love. The cross was dear to him because it is his gift to us. He saw the cross not as a burden or an instrument of punishment, but as a triumph, a triumph over the devil and sin, and a glorious proof of his love for us. And now he holds out that triumph to us, hoping we will give him a gift in return. See your crosses, my dear friends. See your duties, even your temptations in this light. When you bear them well, conquer them for Christ and practice virtue, that is a victory, a glory before God Almighty, earning merit for your soul and giving such comfort to his most sacred heart. It was knowledge of your future triumph that strengthened Jesus Christ to rise again after each and every one of his falls along the way of the cross. His cross is our glory. And as long as we bear it well after him, With God's grace and your firm resolution, you can turn what is shameful into something resplendent, just like our Savior Jesus Christ did with his ignominious cross. Be resolved then, my dear friends, to carry your cross after Christ, to conquer sin and temptation each and every day, one step at a time. Our God does not demand instant perfection. He knows your weakness better than you do. But he knows too how glorious you could be with the help of his grace if only you choose to use it. Firmly resolve now to rise with Christ, to carry your cross, and to comfort his most sacred heart that is so wounded by sin.